0: And we are live. We are. What is up? Live. Hey, welcome to the Unchurched Podcast, where your hosts, Michael and Sean, discuss issues of church, life, and religion. No subject is off limits, and our honesty and humor drives our discussion. We welcome you to sit in on the conversation and laugh with us as we challenge serious things. So pour your drink, kick your feet up, and let's get started with the show. Sean Dizzle. Mikey Hizzle. Man, oh man. Uh, How was the weekend?
1: The weekend was busy. We um we had a wedding Saturday and that was pretty much an all-day thing and uh yeah, we did that and then Sunday we had a shoot that got canceled due to weather cuz it was an outside shoot. Ooh. That sucks. Yeah, but we got to kind of chill cuz honestly, we were both beat from Saturday. So, like, if you're not familiar with the whole photo video scene when it comes to weddings, most people these days do what's called a first look. So, like, you know, before the wedding, the bride and groom go off into a room or somewhere kind of private and they, like, reveal themselves to each other, you know? Bow chicka wow
0: wow. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, the cool part about doing that is once they've seen each other, now you get like you get most of the pictures out of the way so you get your family there you get your you know groomsmen your bridesmaids your brothers and sisters and you just you -hmm. know bust through some photos that way when the ceremony's done all you gotta do is shake some hands and be like thanks for watching us get married let's go party you know
0: (laughs) yeah okay
1: but the traditional obviously is you know not to do a first look and the, the bride reveres reveals herself when, you know, she's coming down the aisle. Well, that's what, um, this last wedding was. And it just kind of makes for a long day because now you're doing like tons of photos separately with like groom's family and the groom. And then just with the bride's family and the bride. Right. So then you have to do it all over again after the wedding and you're kind of rushed because you're trying to get to the reception, you know? It's just like, ugh. Yeah. I mean, I'm not complaining because yeah. uh, I like what I do. It's just, it makes for a longer day. So, all that to say, when Sunday came around, we just wanted to do nothing. <laughs> Good.
0: Nothing wrong with that, man. No, Those was my favorite kind of weekends where we've got no plans, no obligations, you know?
1: Yeah, so what'd you guys Even, do?
0: Um, Actually, not much. Uh, we had one of those weekends. You didn't have a right? Was, uh, or did you? Right. Was, yeah. No, did not. Kid free. And uh, we just pretty much stayed home and shivered. Or at least she did.
1: Yeah, dude. The uh, weather is like changed. Oh, I freaking love it. It's like 50 here. Yeah. Got the windows yeah. open.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, we didn't really do much at all, to be honest with you, man. Uh, I don't even know.
1: Well, ain't nothing wrong with that.
0: I remember watching a bunch of football.
1: Oh, God. Speaking of football. uh, That was about it. You saw that Georgia game? No. Well, I didn't either because obviously I was working. But there's like... I don't know, maybe an hour of downtime before okay. the wedding started for us. And uh I went and found the groom and was taking care of a few last minute pictures with him and his groomsmen were had like five games on and I'm looking at this one screen and I'm like, Hold up. George is losing? <laughs> what am I missing? <laughs> uh, oh, no. I couldn't friggin' believe it, dude.
0: Yeah, well, we saw Michigan win and Michigan State win, so that yeah, was cool.
1: Saw that. Um,
0: actually, we did do something Saturday night. We went over to our friend's house and we had a game night. So that was the highlight of the weekend. Word, just a bunch, bunch of friends getting together with uh, plenty of the drink and plenty to snack on.
1: Pin the tail on the donkey.
0: <laughs> Play some cards against humanity.
1: Ooh. A- nice.
0: And uh and another game called What Do You Meme? I
1: don't so, know if I know that one.
0: Well, it is exactly the way it sounds. It's kinda like you got one big card that it's a picture and you have to assign the meme mm-hmm. to it. And you have a bunch of cards that you can choose from, much like Cards Against Humanity. Right. And uh, the funniest card wins.
1: Oh, okay. Cool.
0: So, yeah. And, of course, uh, the more happy juice you have in you, the easier it is to play the game.
1: Maybe I have played that, actually. Maybe so. I don't really... I'm not a huge game person. Yeah. Like, even in a... You know a bunch of people setting, but I like to watch. And then if I'm interested, I'll start playing later. <laughs> but that does sound familiar now that you kind of describe it.
0: Yeah. I mean, a, a lot of these games are uh, these adult games, if you will, or I shouldn't say adult games, mature games, uh, you know, 18 years old and old and above. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: these games are becoming more and more the same. You know, you, you pass all cards, you, you got some dirty jokes and, uh, you know, the dirtier, the better, the crazier, the better, the funnier, you know?
1: No, nah, man, and, I'm not uh, letting you off the hook that easy. You said adult games. What you, what, what games you've been playing?
0: <laughs> you can tell me, you know, it's just you and me.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, not those kind of games. There are no fish bowls involved with keys in them. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, I mean it, it was a good a good uh weekend I suppose and uh but other than that dude, we just pretty much chilled. I I mean like legit chilled. Like I stayed up pretty much all day laying down on the couch um watching football both Saturday and Sunday. So it was really nothing special at all.
1: Sounds fantastic but, though. It was quite uh, impressive. I'm almost glad I didn't get to do that just because my boys lost and I can't freaking believe to who. <laughs> sure. Sure.
0: Well, everybody was saying that Michigan was going to have a, you know, a, a tough game with Wisconsin, and they ended up rolling over them pretty good. They looked pretty strong. Michigan State looked like they were going to lose their game. And uh, end up pulling it off at the last minute, which isn't all that, you know, interesting to me. But um, I'm looking forward to the rest of this season, man. College football, dude, this thing is rocking, is, rockin', is rolling. And uh, I think Michigan is going to win their, you know, next four games at least. So I'm excited about that. Go Blue.
1: Mm-hmm. It'll to the victor's It's yeah. That's actually your ringtone when you call me <laughs> Oh,
0: it's brilliant You know, Micah told me one day He was like, you know what, Daddy? You, if uh, Michigan wins this game like It was last year sometime I can't remember who they were playing I was like, if Michigan wins this game, Daddy I think I might change to be a Michigan fan Because he's, he's historically been a Michigan State fan Just to spite me so, um, I took him up on his bet, you know,
1: yeah, sure. and
0: Michigan ended up winning, and so now he's he's a reluctant Michigan fan because he lost the bet.
1: well, he stuck to um, it, that's all that matters.
0: He stuck to it, so he's he's been cheering for Michigan, he still doesn't know the fight song, but uh he'll get there i'm I'm training up a child in the way that he should go so that when he is older, he should not depart from
1: it. (laughs) Amen, brother.
0: Ain't that what the scripture says? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's been pretty cool. So he'll be here this weekend with me, and we'll have some fun uh, watching uh, Michigan play against Michigan State. So it's going to be a
1: good game. Oh, yeah, I did see that rivalry. Oh, yeah. This is a uh, rival weekend, though, isn't it? This is
0: rival weekend. Yep. Here we go. So it's going to be awesome, dude. I can't wait. A lot of people are going to be heartbroken. So I'm predicting a Michigan win. But by the time you listeners hear this, you will be able to fact check me if
1: yeah, you'll Michigan
0: know. won or not. So it's all good. But it's It's coming. And I'm excited. So, anyway. So Jenna was listening to the last episode, and she said that I sound pretty nasally. Um. And I think it is, what it is, is, you know, the last couple of times we've been recording, I've been having really, really bad allergy and sinus issues going on.
1: Well, it might not it just be that. It might be to how he recorded... Because mm. I had to mean, I had to uh, I had to tweak some stuff And beef, beef up our levels a little bit Because of the split track Going back to mono and blah 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 So, oh. oh well So it's probably not all You sounding stupid That's my point you know what I, mean?
0: <laughs> I do my best
1: I do my best
0: and forget the rest <laughs> So check it so I went to lunch with a buddy of mine who wanted to celebrate my last promotion, which was very nice of him to do. And we got to talking about, uh, church and, and what we do in ministry and blah, blah, blah. And, and uh, he was like, so, uh, does, you know, what about you? Listening listen What's to mean- the podcast? No, he does not listen to the podcast. Um. Uh, Actually, we didn't even talk about the podcast. Or maybe maybe I mentioned it, but it didn't go any further than that. Anywho. Yeah, I was just wondering. Uh, yeah. But so so he was, you know, I told him, I said, yeah, you know, I, I ended up finishing up my, you know, degrees in counseling or whatever and ended up getting my doctorate, religious education, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, oh, wow, that's cool. He said, what are you doing with it? You know, he said, are you are you uh <laughs> are you doing any ministry or uh thinking about becoming a pastor uh, i said i said well uh yeah i i was in ministry pretty heavily and you know i was yeah pastoring and blah 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 but uh you know things didn't necessarily work out towards the end and and now i'm no longer doing it so uh, He was like Well What you mean you're no longer doing it He said You don't just stop doing it You don't just stop being who you are You uh You know you don't just Lose your calling or walk away from your calling Right And I And I'm listening to him And I it's just I looked at him and I'm like Yeah that sounds real good that sounds real cool.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but without going into all the details of of why I'm not pastoring right now, I'm just like, yeah, well, you know what? Sometimes uh, God allows certain things to happen to uh, get you off a course, and, uh, and he allowed it. So, yeah, I'm not pastoring right now. <laughs> I'm not ministering uh, by God's allowance. So, was he just uh, staring
1: at you like, yeah, You're he was not just kind of making gonna, any sense, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, of course. But I, I, I kind of wanted to explore the topic because you know, I get that he had a point, and I understand the way that a lot of church people view us who are the unchurched, us who have walked away from the four walls of the physical church yeah, and how we could be seen as being those who walk away from our calling or walk away from, you know, ministry. Yeah. Air quotes ministry. And I just don't know that I actually see it the same way. And I don't know. I wanted to kind of explore that with you because yeah, for sure. You know in a in a way I can see his point. Right? You oh, yeah, yeah, Michael. Definitely. You're not pastoring anymore. You're not pastoring a church anymore. You're not, you know, going somewhere on a Sunday morning and getting up in the pulpit and ministering the the word. So, you know, you're you've walked away from your calling, so to speak. Mm. And I can I can get how Things can be seen that way. And, the, and that's a good, you know, argument or measuring stick of a person. Um, I can see it. And yet I still don't agree with it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I obviously don't either. <clears throat> and I mean, I don't know if you want to make a point or if you want me to start talking or what. But Go for it. You're talking right now. Well, I mean, Talk, like... brother. It's, you know, it's definitely not the common thing by any means. And even with, like, being, like, an inner-city missionary or whatever friggin' terms you want to put on it, but, like, moving to a place, or not even moving to a place, just, you know, doing a model of ministry that's not in this one building with, you know, these elders and this board, you know, like, and the people that make the decisions and the one guy who, you know, God speaks to the congregation through and you have the worship team and you have the offering times and you have the altar calls and, you know, you got the youth group and you got the children's thing. And most people have the daycare because church can't sustain itself anymore like it used to. And You know, like there's this thing and it's the business and it's the, it's what, it's what people think ministry is, you know, and the machine. Yeah. And when you, you do ministry differently, you know, it's, it's, you know, I'm struggling for the right word, but it's just foreign to people and they don't understand it. And they're like, well, what do you mean you're doing ministry? What? Do you have a church? Well, not technically, no. Well, do people, like, pay tithe? Definitely not. (laughs) Well, so... (laughs) Do you have altar calls? Nope. And, you know, it's like we've defined ministry as those things, you know? And I know a big part of our heart, and because we're a lot alike in the quote unquote ministry side of you know not completely screw the church but screw this American thing that we have all come to know is church which is actually not you know right and when you walk away from that part of it and you try to just live your life how Jesus taught and how he lived his life, but do it in our culture and our era and literally minister, like bring the good news to people. Like that's ministry, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's foreign and it shouldn't be, but it is. And I know we're both in a place and I won't just talk for you all night, obviously, but I I do know we're both in a place where, and maybe I should just get more personal. Like, I know I'm at a place where I don't, I can't stand church here in America. There are so many churches around me that are full of people. And it's stuff we've talked about before on the podcast and just in, in life in general hanging out. But, like, who cares if I go to your freaking building and listen to this guy? You know, like, I have a brain. God speaks through me. God speaks to me. God's quiet with me. Like I I have a relationship with Christ. I don't necessarily need some guy to tell me my faith. You know what I'm saying? Now we do need community. Yes, obviously. And we need to have fruits for what we're doing 100%. But we don't need all this stuff. We don't need the lights and the, you know, freaking air conditioned building that has a coffee shop in it and Jesus saves shirts and bumper stickers and all that stuff. Like none of that is bad, but church has become that. So when you talk to other people who do ministry, they know how to do ministry here in America. And I say that as I'm air quoting that whole little statement, (laughs) how to do (laughs) ministry here in America, America. And it's just like, no man, it's not really working. Like it's not working at all, you know. Yeah. As as for what it's supposed to be, which is what the Bible teaches and what Jesus set in motion and taught us, and we're just doing it. We're doing it wrong, but it's like the mainstream thing. And if you don't do it that way, then you're judged almost as like. So you say you're doing ministry, but you're really not. And it's like, no, it's actually the opposite. You think you're doing something great and awesome, but who are you reaching? Like, what are you really doing? You know what I'm saying? Maybe I'm talking too long, but. No, I
0: get it. And I I agree with you. And and that was pretty much my sentiment exactly. The, you know, I I told him, I said, yeah, okay, well, I still do some counseling. Yeah, I'll still do. Some weddings and funerals, because I know he's looking at me like, uh, "Yeah, you're not doing anything," and it's like, "No, well, uh, I'm still using my license, my credentials, to do ministerial things." Uh, but those things are are the the small percentage of what uh, what real ministry really is. But I, I think that I, I wanted to kind of bring home the fact, you know, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm kind of getting right to it. But I'll make the statement, then I'll go back to my feelings and just be honest for a bit. Do it. If that, So the end point is that just because I left the physical church doesn't mean that I left God. Definitely just right there that's the so no matter what i say after this that's the point that i'm really trying to point trying to trying to bring out um i don't my christianity isn't dependent upon the type of church that i go to right it's for me i don't i don't care if you're pentecostal or catholic or episcopalian or lutheran okay i mean Indeed, like, you're going to
1: say lutheran I was thinking it. I don't know. It's weird. Uh,
0: Or A.M.E. You know, Methodist. It it doesn't matter. None of that stuff matters. You could be Baptist. I don't care if you're a Hindu or Buddhist. It doesn't matter to me. The 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 denomination or the sect that you're a part of means nothing. But in America, it means everything.
1: Yeah. Uh, We've talked about before. Weird. Because it it is. Can I just say this? And I'm totally interrupting you, but I'm sorry. But like, go ahead. When we get to heaven, do you think it's going to be like, oh, all right, you made it. Uh, The Baptist section is over there. (laughs) We got our Southern Baptists behind them. We got our Lutherans over here to the left. I don't think that's going to be a thing. Yeah. Sorry. I just had to say that. No,
0: I mean, there was a joke back in the day about, uh, you know, a guy getting up to heaven. And he's being questioned. He says, uh, "You know, are you are you uh, Pentecostal or are you, you know, are you what's the what's the opposite of Pentecostal?" Uh,
1: conservative. I don't know. What do you mean? I don't know.
0: I forget. So, so like, are you Catholic or are you, um, what's the opposite of Catholic? Protestant. Protestant. Good God Almighty! Thank you.
1: I could not think of the right p word. This is why we are not in traditional church. Hey old, just
0: kidding. Uh, no, Catholic or Protestant Protestant. say so are you you know conservative or Pentecostal? Well, Pentecostal? Well, are you uh, are you Reformation of you know 14 you know, 76 or Reformation of 1592? 1592 1592? <laughs> <laughs> so all right are you wesleyan or calvinistic calvinistic all right cool and then and are you this or are you that and you can just keep going down the lines over oh, yeah. and over again out of all it's of been this stuff.
1: D- just doing that
0: yeah just doing that you know um are you tongues for salvation or tongues after salvation are you baptism in the name of jesus or in the name of father son and holy ghost you know, all of this stuff that just divides us. I remember preaching at a church uh, a long time ago and they said, hey, listen, we love you. You can talk about, you know, whatever you want to talk about. Just leave the doctrinal issues, doctrinal issues out. Like you can talk about anything at all, but just don't talk about um, the Holy Spirit or, or tongues. And I'm like, okay, I mean, that's that's pretty restrictive, but sure, why not? I'll still, you know, every, it, there's, there's all this shit that has divided the church for so long that I'm happy to not waste my time with it anymore. Yeah, I feel you there. And I, I know that sounds harsh. It sounds so harsh. But, damn it, just because I don't want to be a part of all of that confusion doesn't mean that I don't. Love God, respect, you know, the church or honor the church or honor Christ's role in the church. You know what I'm saying? I, like I still do. And I still like like last week I, I was laying down on the couch and uh, Jenna had gone to bed and I'm laying down on the couch and I'm on Facebook and I'm watching all of these old school videos of old school black singing, mm. like straight up. Choirs, organs Yes You know I love it I mean just Good old soulful Soulful bro, Singing all the way down From the The, 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 the music comes from Their toes All the way up
1: And out You know
0: I'm listening to that and i'm like damn it i miss that i miss that part of church i miss being a part of something like that where you know the pastor get up to preach and the man is on the organ the man is on the drums and every time he's and the lord said ah, and, ah, and, 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 and he start doing all of that and and they're and they're playing at the same time every time he says huh they hit the, the organ David and they hit the drums and it's here. right in sync yep. and, and everything said, sounds so good and so beautiful. And I, and I, I probably lay on the couch for an hour just reliving that, that, that time, right? But then afterwards, I still came back to my senses like, yeah, even though that had its place in my life and that was a very powerful time in my life, influential time in my life, I can never go back there without dying Because I know That as wonderful as that is That's still not The church that Jesus Died for So (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I mean, I I know that sounds harsh That's not the church that he That he envisioned I mean, I I completely agree However I don't mean to say it's not the church he died for. I mean, he died for us all, but...
1: Well, I, I think that's not- we know what you're saying in that. All right. But here's right. my question, and I think I know the answer, but I also just want to hear you kind of hash it out a little more because you kind of just rolled over it, but you, you just made a comment like going back... What, what did you say exactly? You, uh, you would die... Or something. Oh, yeah. That I, I wouldn't
0: be able to go back without dying.
1: So, yeah, it, it would you kill mind me inside. Elaborating on that, because that sounds interesting and intriguing.
0: Yeah. so So, what I mean by that is that I don't feel like I could be my true self yeah. and be in a church like that. I don't feel like I could be really me because I don't agree with so much that goes on in a church like that.
1: Yeah. Well, see, to me, I think that's more the topic that we might want to hone in on because, you know, I feel like there's a lot of people I know. There's a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of people we don't know that feel the same way. And maybe they don't have, you know, I mean, you don't have to have gone through ministry training and You know, served at a church for your entire life, and been on this board, and been on this youth team, and been on that choir team, and scrubbed the toilets, and been an armor bearer, and then you're a pastor, and now you're preaching. Like you don't have to go through all that to understand. Like there's something not quite right in the state of the church here in our culture, and I don't really want to be a part of it because it feels like a waste of time. I feel like there's a a shit ton of people that have that same mindset about church. But I feel like the conversation about, um, you know, like, like why, what is missing? Like what can, not what can we do, but maybe what can we do? But you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like that's, that's a better, Or maybe not better, but I feel like that's the actual topic. You know what I'm saying? It's like the real. Sure. And there's not too many people talking about that. Yeah. Because it does seem like it's a, hey, I basically left the church. I quit going. I'm still a Christian. I still believe in God. I still read my Bible. I still pray. I still believe in him for things. All of that. I just, you know, church sucks. It's boring. It doesn't, you know, doesn't appeal to me. I don't get anything out of it. (laughs) I mean, if I want to be, like, sold a motivational speech, I can listen to that anywhere. You know, I don't need to go be a part of that. That's kind of not even my thing, so. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, so. Did I get you off topic, by the way? Because if I did, I'm sorry, but.
0: Uh, no, no 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 you're fine it, it's, it's so having that conversation we could appear very judgmental and very critical uh but the fact is is that there's still some validity and truth to to what i think we're trying to say i mean i i can go down a list of all the things that are wrong with the church but that that's not the point exactly the 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 point is truly uh that I believe that there's so much more than what the church should be. Not about what it's what it is currently, but it' so much more of what the church should be. I, I, I just don't feel like I can be a part of it. Uh, the way that it is, it's it just doesn't jive with the way that I see scripture. The way that I feel the heart of God really does beat. And and what God really wants out of the church. The production that he really wants out of the church. I'm just not seeing it. And I don't want to be a part of something that is, in my opinion, refusing to move to where God wants it to be. Because it's stuck in a mode of being that is completely delegated by the culture and tradition that is dead. Yeah. God, I know that was a mouthful, and, I, and I'm going to try to say that a little bit simpler. Um, What I mean by that is the churches today in America are, sent, are so centrally focused on power, in my opinion, and on the elevation of man. And you don't see too much of the elevation of Christ. And what inhibits us from being able to get to placing the focus upon Christ, I think, in my opinion, is that we enjoy that power and that focus on man. We're enjoying it because it's so ingrained in our culture to uh, to 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 be on top and to be loved so that much and to be respected that much and to be honored that much because I'm the man of God. Like that, it's so ingrained in our culture that it's hard to take the focus off of us and put it on Christ. And I just personally. If I had to be a part of something like that again, I, it, it would kill me because I I think so little of mankind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I want to be part of something that focuses on Christ, and it just you just don't see it today in today's church. You know, you just don't see it. Um, I don't know. Does that make sense?
1: It does, yeah. I'm just giving you time to air it out.
0: Yeah, I've been trying to work this out now for about a a week. And I've been struggling with it, bro, to be completely honest with you. Because I, I know that I haven't left God. I know that God hasn't left me. Sure. And I know that that's not the case. But I also know that that is the viewpoint of most people in church, that I have left God. And therefore, God has left me. Yeah, that's their viewpoint, and that's their viewpoint because God would never tell you to leave a church. And and I think that is so very unfortunate and 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 limiting of of God, and and shows a lack of understanding of Scripture. Because the fact of the matter is is that. <laughs> The church after Jesus's ascension to heaven only met on Sundays, which was, you know, which was counterintuitive to the culture. Like they broke the cultural norms. Ch- Jesus came and changed such a, a the, the paradigm of, of the quote unquote church of his day just by something that simple right there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the church, they stopped meeting in synagogues and started meeting in homes. That was against, that was countercultural for the church. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like God would never tell you to leave your church. Well, well, you had a whole group of new believers in God, in Jesus Christ, who stopped going to synagogue on the Sabbath day and we're meeting in homes on the day after the sabbath. I mean that that's revolutionary in our thinking. And it wasn't just it was an and fellowship and relationship with God ceased to be a sabbath day thing and became a daily thing where people began to live life together where they according to the book of acts they had all things in common. That means they were a community they 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 shared their, their lives together. They ate meals together. They prayed together. They worshiped together outside of the synagogue or the church and outside of you know, the four walls of religiosity. It was more based on our common faith our, in, in Jesus Christ, our common love for him, and our desire to see one another grow in relationship with God. Outside of the four walls of the church, majority of the stuff that we read in scripture concerning Christianity, concerning God and his relationship with his people, majority of it happened outside of the four walls of the church. And yet today, you know, we feel like well, the church views those that are outside the church as being those that are unbelievers, unchristian unsaved, whatever, because we'd rather be outside of the four walls of the church where Jesus actually met most people instead of being inside of the church where they think that they're meeting God.
1: Yep. Yeah, I feel like I'm ranting. Oh no, man, it's good. I mean, <clears throat> I agree with you. 100%. Well, pardon this brief interruption, but I wanted to take just a few seconds and tell you about a service that my co-host Michael offers. If you're looking for professional audio voiceovers, look no further. What you need to do, hop on the World Wide Webs, check out hotmiccity.com. So Michael is professionally trained. He has professional audio equipment. The editing is superb. And honestly, his prices are super competitive, but don't take my word for it. Take a little listen to this demo. Welcome to commercial sales. This course is part of a
0: smooth jazz 105.9 FM. Roughly 5 million Americans don't even know where their next meal will come from. Welcome to Evangel Christian Churches. Well, you heard
1: it for yourself, folks. So, if you need professional, quality audio voiceovers with pricing that will accommodate virtually any project, hotmiccity.com. Go check them out. You know, the church is, like, quite simply put, outdated. And it shouldn't be. And then you have a few churches. Who aren't necessarily outdated. They have all the bells and whistles. Like, dude, the friggin' church I was in for this wedding last weekend in Kentucky was freaking huge, dude. Like massive. <laughs> yeah. And they had everything. You know, like sound equipment, lights, a massive frickin' stage that some schools don't even have stages that big. You know what I mean? Like You can easily walk in there and be like, well, they're doing something right. You know, and it's, and maybe they are. I mean, neither one of us are sitting here saying there's only one way to do ministry. And there's only one way, you know. So even though we sit here talking about the church kind of needs to wake up and change things and, you know, on a whole it does. But yeah, there's some churches that are kicking ass in their community, man. That's true. But. No doubt. No doubt. On a whole, the church is extremely outdated. And, like, you know, those, those were the churches I grew up in. And, like, it's just, at some point, people on the outside and who are unbelievers they don't want to hear, hey, come to my church. We have free hot dogs and a bouncy house. And we, um, you know, you should just come because this guy's got something to tell you. And he talks to God. So it's like, no, that doesn't work anymore. That may have worked for a time, like when actual revival was happening. Yeah, that worked. Because the Holy Spirit was in it. And that right there is the key to any ministry. You need the Holy spirit to guide you. You need the guidance of the Christ you are speaking of. And if he's not guiding you, you're probably going to fail or you're, you're just going to not be hitting the mark, which I guess could be arguably the same thing. I don't know, but sure that's, that's kind of why I got sick of church in American society because the more I study the Bible and the more I read what Jesus did and the more I read what the early church did and the history and just it doesn't it doesn't add up, you know, and if you're not going to like. If you can't minister and reach people around you, what good are you doing? So what? You go to a church every Sunday and you pay your tithe like the good book says, and you don't curse and you don't tell bad jokes and you don't lust and you don't fuck a gay dude or you don't do this or, you know, like fuck all of that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, You're so stupid.
0: It's, it's
1: (laughs) yeah, but it's like, well, you got your check boxes that you're checking here, but you're not furthering the mission of Christ at all. And all you're doing to be quite honest is pushing people away from the very thing that you think you're like doing. Yeah. And it's so aggravating. You know what I mean? Because it is. I want to impact people. I do. I don't know that I can, but I sure as hell am not going to if I am not led by the spirit. And if I do not have a working relationship with him, that is what it's all about. Yeah. So if you can do that and have a massive church with like sick lighting and a stage and like freaking fountain outside and it's awesome. And that is like, that's working because God is moving through that Freaking do it. But you know, like that's not the only way to do ministry. No, I don't know why that's so hard for people. You know, like Michael, you do ministry in ways. Maybe you don't even understand, like all of your neighbors know you, all of your neighbors come and share beers and smoke cigars, sit around fires and grill out. And every time you open your mouth, because you have a working relationship with Christ, and you are praying for the lost, quote unquote, and you're asking God to move in and through you and to, to, you know, let his will be done through you, like you're the vessel, you're what God's using. You know, that's, that's your heart. And I know that cause I know you. So every time right. you have a bonfire and you're enjoying a beer with someone and conversation rolls around to like this thing or that thing or faith or, and you are able to, in an educated and, um, spirit led way, disciple them. You're going to like, who can tell you that that's not ministry? Right. Because you don't have a church and you don't have people that work for you and you don't have a pulpit, so to speak. Like, bitch, your pulpit is the frickin grill or (laughs) the bar or, you know, the fire pit. Like it doesn't have like church. You know, we've done church uh, again as a whole wrong for so long. And then we've said, okay, this is what church is. And if you don't do this then you're judged somehow for it. And that's stupid, man. It's just stupid. And you know what? People see through it. And that's why you have all these small churches with barely anyone in them, and the pastor has to go work a second job anyway because, heaven forbid, he doesn't get his income from just serving the Lord. Which, by the way, Jesus was a carpenter, and he had to pay for his travel somehow too. He didn't just – but anyway – (laughs) I don't like those are the things that really bother me and the things that I feel like, you know, most people aren't really talking about so much. They're just like, Oh yeah, fuck the church. I used to go and they screwed me over and I hate it now. I mean, I'm still cool with God, but you know, like let's open that up. Like, let's be honest. And like, you know that, I mean, that's what I think right there. There was my rant.
0: Yeah, and I can appreciate that rant, bro. Thank you. The 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 fact is that you're it's very difficult to be part of a church or an organization that is not doing the things that you feel God really wants you to do. If you're not making any impact to your community, you don't even know the demographics of the city that your church is in that your your church, the people that do show up don't look like anything like the people in your community, then you might not be doing something just right. And for me, that's a huge turnoff. Yeah. And so if if my heart is to, you know, be in the community and actually build a relationship with people and point people to to Christ, not a physical building um and your church isn't helping me do that, then I don't need to be a part of your church. You know what I'm saying? It to me that's that's what it boils down to. You know, um our our mission should be people not uh, not church growth. And dude that's that's a mouthful. that's a whole lot right there. The mission well, really should be people.
1: <clears throat> unfortunately it's become complicated you know right
0: and we've talked about it before how it's complicated by money
1: oh yeah you know
0: needing to be able to pay for stuff but i think i think that um we can we can drill down you know deeper than that like it goes down to the greed of man to to a, a, a need within us that, that's so much deeper than just money. It gets ugly. It gets real ugly. And then you have to eventually turn around and say, okay, where's God in all of this? Like, where have I promoted Jesus Christ in all of this? Where have I shown love in all of this? You know, I mean, if you're if you're in your church and you're tearing down gay people, I I can't go to your church. If if you're in your church and you're making fun of different races, I I I can't go to your church. Like if you don't know the demographics of the city that your church is in, you don't know what your community looks like. I can't go to your church because your focus is not. People and bringing people to Christ. It's just, I don't know, lying in your pocket or uh, making your own name great or patting yourself on the back. Whatever the case may be, you figure it out. It's not my responsibility to point it out to you. But the mission should be people, bro. And you're right. To me, the pulpit. Doesn't have to be the four walls of this church, a podium where only the holiest of holy of men can sit, a pulpit where you've got the big chair for the pastor, you got a little bit smaller chair for the first lady, (laughs) you got a a bench for the elders, you know, you got a choir stand. All of that stuff is just really, really cute, is what it is.
1: Dude, it's like you know, king, queen, and all of your <clears throat> delegates or whatever they were called.
0: Sure. The elders and the ministers. Yep. Just this, just causing this huge separation between the servants of God and the people of God.
1: I mean, isn't that what Jesus came to do is to, well, not just that, but I'm saying like part of his whole thing was, you know, I'm out there with the whores and the friggin (laughs) tax collectors and the gamblers and the sailors and the you know what i mean like what's wrong with a sailor well i mean you know sailors have always been the typical rough yeah i know what you mean you know mean-spirited people because they are in harsh environments and do shitty stuff
0: (laughs) I think those were pirates, not just sailors.
1: <laughs> Whatever, sailor. Uh, uh, I know what My you mean. My point though. is, I Jesus you. was out there. He wasn't sitting on no throne. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, come to me. And he's the one who freaking deserves it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I remember, you know, younger days where I finally got a chance to sit in the pulpit and I felt so much pride. I, you know, I felt like, God, I finally you know mature to a point where i could sit up here with the elders and the ministers in the church to even repeat that right there to to tell that truth makes me sick
1: well i mean you're human be- i mean i remember well, it was
0: it was so ingrained in me though that it was such a position of power and position of honor to be able to sit on the pulpit like i believed that so much that I lost sight of the fact that Jesus came to break down the wall between us and God so that we can commune with him.
1: Yeah, cuz I mean you're So
0: how much more should You're nobody. Yeah. So so how much more should this whole pulpit separating the ministers from the congregation be demolished?
1: Yeah. Dude, I, I remember you know, I grew up not knowing my father and, um, my mom being a single mom, we lived around my grandparents a lot and, um, he was a pastor. So I always joke that I was a PK, a pastor's kid, even though I'm technically a GPK, a grandparent kid (laughs) or (laughs) a grandparent (laughs) pastor. kid. But, um, Yeah, dude. I mean, I had a little suit on. I sat up there with him. I just sit while he preached and, you know, that was nothing. That was just the normal thing. And I remember like feeling called to be a minister and to preach and, you know, to, to pastor people, you know, disciple people. And obviously early on, I thought I knew exactly what that meant. Oh, I'm going to wear suits. I'm going to do hospital visits. I'm going to be the financial guy. I'm going to be the one that preaches three times a week. You know, like people are going to come to me for this stuff and I have to be the one that God's speaking to and dude, There's a lot of weight on that, you know, like just the fact of like, okay, um, you have all these people that are gathering here one to three times a week and God's going to tell you what to say to them. Like, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) Yeah. And we do this every week? I don't know that I can do that, you know? Like, that's weighty. But, dude, I'll tell you, when I got a little older and I'd stand up there, like, when no one was in there, and I'd just be, like, praying or looking and being like, so one day you want me to stand up here and I'm going to have to tell all these people what you're saying? And Um. I remember, like, a few times, you know, I would be like, People are dumb, why don't they just figure it out for themselves? I mean, I read the same Bible and I pray to the same God. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But I do also remember feeling like, "Dude, it's going to be pretty cool. Like all these people are looking at me." You know what I'm saying? For like, what God's telling them. Like, God must he chose me, man. I'm, you know, I'm I'm called, bro. Like I'm up there. You know, I ain't no freaking toilet bowl cleaner. uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> That's a real thing, man.
0: It is. It's pride. It's ego.
1: And it can kill you.
0: And it can start that small. You know, it can start that small. I remember the first, uh, the first, when I, in the beginning, when I told my first pastor that I felt like God was calling me to the ministry, he, he told me, uh, he told me right away, he said, you know what the word minister means? I said, no. He said, the, the word means servant. I said, okay, it means servant. And to kind of drill that in, he wanted me to meet him on Saturday before the Sunday service. And I met him there with the elders of the church. And he told me that, here's your first sermon. First sermon you're going to preach is to this toilet by cleaning it. (laughs) You know, you want to be a minister. (laughs) Minister means servant. You got to learn how to serve. You know, take this pulpit and wash it down. Get all the fingerprints off of it. The podium, you know, it was all glass. It was like a fiberglass podium, all clear, completely clear. And every week it was his fingerprints all over it right uh, i had to wipe that thing down clean it down get all the fingerprints off so so part of me was like yeah okay i'm learning that minister really means servant which means you got to be humble in order to serve but then you still had the dichotomy the the other side of it that said yeah i'm a minister i serve so you should honor me <laughs> and dude it's like the older i got the so far away I got from that stupidity. It was like, dude, that is the dumbest thing ever to say. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a minister, which means I'm a servant, but it also means that you're supposed to honor me. And it's like, no, fuck all of that. No. How about we all just doing about face and all of us together, look at Christ and love on him and make him the central focus. If we can't do that, then we're not Christians. It doesn't matter if you're a minister, pastor, doctor, whoever. None of that matters. If we can't all take an about face and look at Jesus and love on him, then we're not Christians. Preach. Was that satisfyingly deep? I think it was satisfyingly deep.
1: Dude, I'm deeply satisfied right now. Yeah. And once again, man, I completely agree. I mean, you know, go back to any ruler who was ever worth a shit and, like, truly had the people, the people's love, like kings and queens, like a king, you know, we look back and we're like, oh, if you were a king, like you, you were the cream of the crop and you had royal blood and, you know, but like true kings were servants like they served their people and they did things that no one, none of the other people would want to do <laughs> they had to make decisions that are not easy you know it's not like oh because you're king and queen you get all the lavish shit and you can have your castle and eat your cake and oh, go dancing <laughs> but like silly <laughs> they would fight and they would war, and they would protect, and they would, Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, am I, sure. am I getting somewhere with this, or am I just and talking to myself yeah.
0: here? No, you're, you're right.
1: And we've gotten away from the whole, I mean, dude, even my generation, the millennials, and the what's after that one, I don't even remember what it's called right now, but like, we don't, on a whole again, on a whole, we, we struggle with the whole sovereign and the authority and respect and honor and humility and being humble and you know like we we have no real respect for authority I feel like and we're losing it even more as generations go by I feel like like I don't know man and it's kind of you know it's part of our culture now and it's just. People don't even understand, like, Jesus, what am I trying to say? Like a pastor. What are you trying to say, Sean? A pastor should not be viewed how a pastor is viewed in our culture. But it's the same way that we look at, you know, if we get all of our culture or our people in this culture and we go back to like medieval times where there's a king and a queen and hierarchies and all this shit. Like there was a, a respect that we do not have. Does that make sense? Yeah. And we do that in society and we do that in ministry and it's the same fucking shit. And it's like, why have we lost that? And can we get it back? Because (laughs) it's not about the pastor it shouldn't be. There probably should be a pastor, but you put it in a people group where they're looking at the pastor as this thing. I don't know. I'm rambling now, and fuck it. But
0: no, you know what? I I, I think I'm I'm with you here. So obviously, yes. So Scripture tells us that that you know the pastor is a gift to the church, right? So is apostle, evangelist, prophet, teacher. These are these are all gifts that God has given to the church. And they all have a, a unique purpose in their own right, you know, to edify the church, to build up the church, to point the church to Christ. I think that where we've gone wrong is that we've forgotten the last part of that, that passage. Is, it's in uh, Ephesians chapter uh, 4, um, 11 and 12, I believe. You better fact check me on that, Sean. You might want to look that up. <laughs> Um, uh, what did
1: where,
0: you say again? E- Ephesians chapter 4 Alright
1: um, I'll check you Keep going The point,
0: the point is is that we've, we've lost sight Of the second half of the verse Which says that uh, He's given us these gifts For the edification of the of, of the church For the building of the church And the edification of the body till we all come into the unity of the faith. So, so the point of those gifts, so yeah, we should have pastors, we should have evangelists and apostles and prophets and teachers, but the purpose of them is not to take glory on for themselves. It's not for, for them to elevate themselves, but to, but to influence the church into a place of unity concerning the person of Christ. So like I said, if we can't take an about face and look at Christ and put our focus and our love on him, then we're not really Christians. And we're not really doing church the way that God designed it to be because those offices aren't pointing us towards the unity of Christ. Going back to what I was saying earlier, like we, you know, we. Obviously have Baptists and Methodists and Protestants and Apostolics and Episcopalians and Catholics and Lutherans and AMEs and, and all of these different sects and divisions over silly doctrines and we lose sight. And, and I'm telling you, dude, for the life of me, I, as I get older and as I study more and as I learn more, I don't want to be a part of it. I just don't. It's nothing attractive to me about it. Especially when, if I can go to your church for a month, just checking you out, and the focus isn't on Christ, but on the man and how good he preached, dude, you've lost me. I'm not coming back. Yeah. I, don't, I just don't care. You know, um, because I'm not well, leaving God. Then, I'm just so, leaving your church.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I went the last church I visited, or Brooke and I visited here. Um, well, not in my town, but a <clears throat> another town not that far. Um, so it was the beginning of the month, and he was going to do a four week series. Right, well, the the Sunday that we were there, all he did was basically say. We're going to talk about anxiety for the next three weeks. So make sure you come back next Sunday and we'll get into it. Like he didn't, there was nothing of, I literally left feeling like you wasted my time (laughs) and honestly my gas and resource to just get here. Like, yeah, what did you give me? And not like, you know, I'm not saying, I guess, fully I should go to church and get something out of it, but isn't that the fucking point? <laughs> like, you literally just said, All right, this is what we're going to be talking about, guys. So come back next week. Let's take up the offering. I, I don't know. It's like, well, I don't understand. Like, what was this about? I don't need this. I can read my Bible, I know how to study the Bible. I don't know. It's just.
0: Yeah. You know, I'm I'm with you there. So so when Jesus was teaching his disciples, he said, look, this is what I want you to do. I want you to make disciples of men. And when you break down that word disciple and you, and you look at it, if you look at the way that Jesus discipled the 12. And then see that Jesus told the 12 to go make disciples just like he did of them. You have to look at Jesus example of what. It means to make disciples. Everything that he did with the 12 was outside of the four walls of the church. Everything he did with the 12 was centered around doing life together to ensure that he pointed them to God the Father.
1: That's it right there. Boom.
0: So true discipleship is helping someone get to a place where they are increasingly following Jesus. They're increasingly obeying Jesus. And I've said this before on the podcast. We ought to increasingly follow Jesus, increasingly obey Jesus, increasingly love Jesus, and increasingly worship Jesus in all of life. The way that Jesus taught his disciples to increasingly love God, follow God, obey God, and worship God in all of life. So discipleship, making disciples, the very thing that Jesus commands us to do uh, as part of our Christian lifestyle, all exist outside of the four walls of the church, not within. I think this is pretty telling. And again, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with going to church. You want to go to church, go to church. But just make sure that you're not condemning somebody else because they don't want to go to the same church that you go to. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's not about whether or not you're going to a physical building. It's about whether or not you are increasingly loving Jesus, following Jesus, obeying Jesus, and worshiping Jesus in all of life. That's what it's really about. It's about being a disciple. It's about making disciples. And I think the call of every Christian is to be a disciple and to make disciples. You constantly, consistently, increasingly look to God, look to Jesus for everything. And you help and you teach others to do the same thing. That's what it's about. Yep. And if you're not Um, doing those things in the four walls of your church, then... I don't need to be there.
1: Well, and you know, some good news is there are churches that are doing that and they're doing it well. And the spirit is leading them and you know, they are impacting their community and the lives around them. And they're making disciples who are making disciples who are making disciples. And that's, I mean, that's it, man. That's awesome. You know, it is, but there's a whole slew of other churches and those people in said churches that are like, oh, what's your ministry? How's your how's your heart? Like, I know you haven't <laughs> been to church recently. Have you been praying? Like, if you need someone to talk to that's a Christian, it's like, fuck off, asshole. <laughs> talk to you? What are you even talking about? Judging me? Uh-huh. Thanks. Yeah, you're a great Christian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because if you knew me, good God, I don't know. Anyway,
0: yeah. So I mean, all that all that being said, you know, for me, I I I don't feel bad that I'm not part of a church right now, that a physical building, because I know that I am a part of the church, the the spiritual building. I am a part of the body of people who believe in Jesus Christ and who trust that via his sacrifice on the cross, his death, his burial, his resurrection, I am saved, I'm loved by God, I'm cared for by God, my Father, and I'm secure in that. And I have my significance because of what Christ has done. Word. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm happy to be. Um, and if you're a part of a church and you can't say the same thing, maybe it's about time that you start reevaluating things.
1: Yeah. There's nothing wrong with questioning why you're there. Yeah. Does God, I mean, do you feel like led to that church and anyway yeah, Dude, i'm absolutely. glad we're having this conversation i um i just love sitting around talking about this stuff man like and it, you know it's because and i know you do too and i can probably speak for you on this one so i, I think i'm going to <laughs> you can tell me <laughs> to fuck off if you want but We've both have spent so much time and done so much stuff inside church and ministry in this great America that we've seen behind the curtain and we kind of understand how shitty things are on a whole again, not everyone, but it's yeah. good to sit around and talk with like-minded people who are like, yeah, dude, did you see that too? Isn't that kind of weird? Why do we? Why is that a thing? Like, yeah, why do we shouldn't do that? we do this a little differently? Like, yeah. dude, I don't know. I just, I'm, yeah, I could probably sit around and talk about stuff like this way more than I do. Yeah,
0: I think it would be fun to explore some of the things that we just don't understand about the church. Uh things that we do and things that we don't do inside of the four walls that are just flat out weird. If you were to try to take those things outside of the four walls and, uh, and I've got countless examples.
1: Yeah. And that's my kind of one of my whole things is like, why can't we stay inside the church and talk about what we're doing? That's weird or different or not working. Why can't we change those things so that they do work or figure out, like, hey, that doesn't work. Yeah. But this should probably work. Or, you know, let's try this. Well, no, we can't do that. Well, why not? Well, we've never done that before. Right. <laughs> okay. Right. So what? Well, right. you know, when it gets down to it, um, the old people bring in the money. Yeah. Okay, then have fun with your old farts. I'm gonna go yeah. do me, I guess, because I have a I have stuff in me that God wants to do, I believe, and it doesn't fit within the parameters that you're telling me I have to stay in because of money. I'm not gonna do it, man. Yeah. And there are a that's lot of a mouthful, people out bro. there that say and think and agree the same thing. Sure. And we we can explore that on
0: a on another uh Podcast, man, I, I I'd like to break that down even more. Um, I'm gay, I think what it gets into is is the reason why so many young people end up leaving the church. They they didn't grow up with the same tradition or understanding the tradition the way that it is today, and so when we try to break outside of that tradition, we get you know shunned by the older generation. And there's a reason for that, and there's some, you know, psychology behind that. I think it'd be good to explore that on another uh, podcast. So let's yeah, let's uh, do it. Let's do that. So, but for now, like I said, I'm happy being a part of the Church of Jesus Christ. Uh, not necessarily being part of a specific denominational, you know, entity, and and. Like I said before, the whole point that I really want to get to is that I left God, not the church. Backwards. Rewind.
1: Yeah, I was going to say right. So you. I left the church, <laughs> not
0: God. You know, we. I think I can speak for you since you've been speaking for me all this time.
1: I only did it once, man.
0: <laughs> we left the church, not God yeah you know we didn't lose our belief system, didn't lose our faith, didn't well, lose our our uh, our love for God only left a building. and that building did not hold our salvation or dictate our faith or our focus. Um, none of that. That building was simply a meeting place.
1: For show so
0: Yeah, I mean, and when you just see it for what it is and just accept it for what it is, dude, it's so much easier. I cannot tell you how wonderful it is to sleep in on a Sunday morning. (laughs) Holy God in heaven.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty nice. It's pretty awesome.
0: I let Prophet Pillow prophesy to me all morning long. I really do. Prophet Pillow. That's a good word. Bishop Sheets. Yeah. It's all good. So we better stop it there before I start cracking real jokes.
1: I was kind of gonna let it happen because I felt it coming.
0: <laughs> you know, Micah told me a joke years ago.
1: And here we go.
0: One of his first jokes. <laughs> Shut up, Sean. He was like, Daddy, how do you how do you make uh how do you make a tissue dance?
1: Blow in it. No,
0: you put a little boogie in it. Ah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. And then his other favorite one is Knock Knock.
1: Who's there? Interrupting Cow. Interrupting Cow. Moo. <laughs> <laughs> You're so dumb. <laughs> Actually, I'm dumb Because I'm just like Going <laughs> along with it <laughs> uh, Alright, so Thanks for yeah. sticking around this long uh, We'd love to hear from you You can uh, Head over to our website www.unchurchpodcast.wordpress.com Wherever you're listening to this podcast Show us some love, man Thumbs up, hearts I don't know what where you're listening, so whatever subscribe if you like if you don't, hey, man, we do this for free, so uh it's been good listening, I guess for you, but yeah, no, nah, we really would like uh you know some feedback, <clears throat> so hit us up, you can uh email us at uh what's our email address <laughs> Unchurchedpod, unchurchedpod at gmail at gmail.com that's yeah. it
0: just hit us up through the website you can contact us there it'd be easy you yeah, boy alright brother it's been real it's
1: been real leave your church love Jesus peace peace <laughs> <laughs>